0: Keep, go
1: keep it go <laughs> okay two best friends in a podcast one more time Just <laughs> for the fun of it two best friends in a podcast oh i'm sam i jumped off a tricycle when i was a kid
0: I am Alexa. I once vomited on a fellow passenger on my way home from school. Amazing. Yes, it's the best thing ever. I didn't have to clean it up. (laughs) The poor passenger. It was all just hot dogs.
1: (laughs) That is disgusting. Sizzling.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Why did you throw up on that poor passenger? Because I thought the best use of my time wasn't to go to class, but instead drink. In the afternoon, oh my I miss my PE, Arnis. You know what? The, I feel like you gave that person motivation
1: to buy a car. <laughs> I mean, good for him. Uh, good right? for him. I, I I hope he can afford it. But I think the reason that's racist. <laughs> is it? We are in the Philippines. I mean, the the likelihood of someone not being able to afford a car is very
0: high. I mean, I can't relate.
1: <laughs> Alexa, stop wheezing. Jeez, <laughs> you okay. couldn't afford a car a year ago. I couldn't. Be I humble. Couldn't, yeah. That's true. And nobody threw up on you. So yeah, count true. your blessings, you know, but <laughs> I think for some context, mm-hmm. the reason why those were our unhinged facts, you know, okay. is because we are going to be talking about life. So this is going to be, I think this episode is going to be called Slice, Slice of Life. life. Yeah. Slices of Life? <laughs> Pie. You <I> can't <laughs> stop wheezing. <laughs> why stop it okay it's not like if you laugh you have to laugh like wheezes aren't good for the pod
0: okay okay let's try it one okay go (laughs) he just wheezed (laughs) (laughs) again
1: okay that works okay but yeah this is the slice of life episode or you know more appropriately so how life sliced us yeah, you know, two works. bits. <laughs> two bits and pieces. But we're whole and healed somehow. Why do we have a podcast if we're healed? I mean, <laughs> I can, I'm not taking back the whole part. Because <laughs> we are whole. We are, we are
0: whole. Are, are we healed is the question. And it's, we have holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. Never
0: a dull moment with you, Sam.
1: It's not even 10 minutes in and you've mm-hmm. already managed to squeeze in buttholes. Yes. Specifically <laughs> referring to <that. laughs>
0: Is it just what like you say holes? I
1: think butt. <laughs> okay, geez okay. Louise. Okay. But what is this episode going to encompass,
0: Miss Alexa? I think we're gonna go over everything from like our childhood era all the way to our um, <laughs> high school and then college lives and then our friends, like yeah. how we deal with everything, considering everything that we've gone through and learned thus far. Have we learned?
1: Much though? I mean,
0: I we... can't say yes for myself because I'm pretty much just a child in big girl panties. I
1: mean, this is my year also appealing my inner child. So if you're looking for some mature
0: takes, <laughs> honey, <laughs> <laughs> time to move on. <laughs> it's not Sam. You don't look to Sam for that. Hey, <laughs> some, sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah. But this the see. best advice. But also sometimes she just like yells things like cinnamon.
1: I don't yell cinnamon. (laughs) I sing cinnamon. So apparently, Lana Delivery has a song called Cinnamon. And that's the only word that I know of the song. So I'm just always like, cinnamon.
0: She has a song called Cinnamon Girl. And this song is called Radio. Oh! (laughs) Cinnamon. (laughs) At least I got that part right. Yes, you got that part right. Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) And that is it. Thank you for joining us (laughs) today. Shall we get started? Shall we get started? Okay. So I think an interesting fact to share here mm-hmm. first and foremost is that alexa and i are both the eldest child yes we are mm, girl lots of, honestly
0: i feel like I'm, i might cry in this episode if you delve too much into it
1: <laughs> just because
0: I, I do feel like you would too but the the Let's best see. thing about this part of the conversation is how different our takes are going to be and i'm really that's excited true. for that that's very true because i think when you hear you know eldest
1: child or oldest child syndrome yeah it, it, do you usually say oldest or eldest child
0: eldest right it yeah. just sounds better yeah if, if you say oldest like what am i 60 like yeah and like i like h- how the e's repeat yeah l Death. you
1: know it's just <laughs> visually it's more feeling you're so tough <laughs> i am really though okay <laughs> but Alexis, right um when you think of you know eldest child you usually think oh, okay so this is the girl who is usually the provider yeah yeah but uh, i think one of the most interesting things that i've learned about you first is how different our experiences were um, yeah. similar in nature, you yeah. know, in a sense that we had to be, we're the experimental children. Yeah, we are. You know, Jesus Christ, boy, were we <laughs> <laughs> boy were we the experimental kids. But you would think that there's only one way to come out of that experience.
0: And then I yeah. met you. Yep. So, yeah. Take like, it away. It was so weird because I also kind of had a different notion of what an older, an el- eldest. An elderly? elderly? <laughs> what an older sibling is supposed to be. Yeah. So when I like when I heard about your stories, how you dealt with your brother and your sister, I'm like, <laughs> I
1: mean, two plus two plus huh? seven, cannot be <laughs> indefinite. Bye, <laughs> torque. <laughs> Be serious! Okay. Okay, Okay. Okay, background first. So, you are the
0: eldest of four. Yeah, I'm the eldest of four. But, if I'm gonna, like, I'm just gonna cut straight to it, I didn't really assume the role of, like, the eldest sibling. So, that's basically what the dynamic was like Mm -hmm. in my family, because the the one who played that role is my sister. Yeah. Who came after me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I am the oldest of Three, mm-hmm. and
1: I did assume <laughs> I had no choice I kind of had no choice but I think um, interestingly enough it was we we assumed very different roles within the family but as I've mentioned we were the experimental kid you know how was that like for you?
0: You know what people would say like the eldest sibling they would always have like the strictest rules like they weren't allowed to do yeah. this to do that it was different for me <gasps> Because that's I, my... <laughs> gasping like I didn't already know that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Haven't we been friends this whole time? So my uh, parents did a different kind of experimenting just because they were... they're Your mom and your dad and my mom and my dad, they're younger than... The, <laughs> Cause when you say experiment, I think of experiment 626, like
1: your Stitch. <laughs> what? Did you not watch Lebo and Stitch? No, I didn't. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, we're gonna watch that later. I'm not gonna lie. It's one of the best Disney movies out there, but proceed. (laughs) Proceed.
0: Do we really have to watch it? Yeah, we do,
1: we do have to watch it. It's really, it's very
0: apt for what we're talking about now. Afro? Apt (laughs)
1: for what we're talking about.
0: You know what? I'm just gonna go back and like. Yeah, real. So, my parents did a different kind of experimenting because they were younger, just as your parents are. So, they were like, hmm, I wasn't given all of this like, privilege or like this freedom when I was younger. So, let me try and do the do a different thing with my eldest, oh, my child, first child. Yeah. So, they weren't really uptight when it came to me, but they had set expectations for me being an achiever. Like, they wanted yeah. me so much to excel in school. Like, If I wasn't in the top anything, I didn't get anything. What? Yeah. So, like, it was a reward system that we had. Yeah, transactional. Yeah. So, that was the extent of it in terms of, like, being strict. But on the other stuff... Like my I went to my first nightclub with my dad and my mom. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a family affair, which was <laughs> so weird. Like, how am I how am I supposed to ask? How uh, are you gonna drop it low with yes, your dad? I- then, like <laughs> Can you not watch me while I twerk? While <laughs> okay, go ahead. So like <laughs> You know, it it was different. But it was great also in the sense that I got to share those things with them first. Because at least, like, they got to see me and tell me things like, oh, okay, you're going to experience this with me. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. And then we grew to, like, the same things. Like, they would tell me about their favorite movies and their favorite songs. And I got all of that in a big-ass library in my head. So that was the experimentation stage For me, that's what it was like. So they weren't as strict
1: because you're right. When you think eldest child, oh okay, all the rules you've gotten. this is what I experienced.
0: And then the youngest child is just like getting just free. Yeah, bye. Yeah. How
1: were you an accident?
0: I was an accident. Thank
1: you very much. (laughs) Accident! Accident! I love it. I love that I was never meant to be on this world, but here I am facing. It's it's. Incompetencies every single day. Yes. I was a very happy angel baby in heaven, you guys. How would you know? I mean, I am a child of God. And I would have Correct. been like, cinnamon. Just in heaven. <laughs>
0: cinnamon. <laughs> on your head and just with wings on I the know, side of and your my head.
1: Cinnamon. And <laughs> <in> turon. Because <laughs> that's heaven for me. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting. So you basically grew up with your parents yeah and had them as like friendly figures rather than parental figures
0: yeah it was a lot of trial and error for them because uh-huh. they felt like you know i mean i'm only up about like 20 years younger than my parents. 20? 20. Wow. i was only about 20 years younger than my parents so like yeah. it wasn't really that big of an age gap so still like my mom would borrow my clothes and i would borrow her clothes Okay. So it was it was a lot of that. Like they I didn't have curfew or anything. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I mean it would have been useless anyway because I you never went. Yeah. <laughs> I was a nerd. <laughs> a hermit. Yep. I was a
1: hermit. That's so interesting. Because if if you pass the ball on to me, I'm gonna go on to say I was your stereotypical eldest daughter in, an Asian, household. You in guys, an Asian household. In an Asian household? It's very different. If you're an eldest child, you know, in a Western country, it's really, I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah. Um. But I can't speak for everyone, you know, but specifically in the Asian household, there's that very specific picture that they paint. Yeah. Like, you're the eldest child. Ooh! Like, you're going to be our trauma dump. You're going to be our...
0: <laughs> you're going to be... They're going to project their dreams onto you.
1: Yeah. And, okay, so similar to your parents, my parents had me very young. I think my mom was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents are angels. Like, they deserve the world. Yeah. And I think they really tried. Try, they're still trying, to be honest. <laughs> I, they really tried. But my dad, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this podcast. But um, my dad... And my mom's love story, I think, is very... Uh, it's a crucial information to know in order to understand where my parents were coming from in yeah. terms of their strictness, right? So my mom was, like, seven years younger than my dad. Um, but they... It was were, a different time. It was a different time. But they were in school together because I think, you know, something happened. My dad was sick a lot as a kid. And so he had to keep postponing, you know, moving forward with the script. Tito, the
0: OG wimp. The OG... <laughs>
1: Seeing my dad, like, my dad's very healthy right now. So, I think God was like, I'm going to let you be so sick during your childhood, but, like, you'd be fine the rest of your life. So, they ended up being in college at around the same time. My dad was, like, a few levels higher, but they were seven years, like, apart. Yeah. And my dad specifically had his eye on this girl named, let's call, I'm not going to call her real name. Let's call her Jenna. So, so, my dad had a big, big crush on Dishana. And my dad, you guys, he was a player in his time. Like, I'm going to put some reference photos here. <laughs> um, he might he may not be your type, but apparently, the ladies were, you know, really chasing after him. Really, yeah, I like didn't get that logo. about my dad as well. I'm like, how how right maybe it's it's right that we feel that way because if you're attracted to your dad I think it's worse yeah that's pretty fucking disgusting <laughs> yeah, I so, I'd much rather be like why yeah, why, how but he was a real ladies man and <laughs> he at this point he had been with like a hundred girls already and Jenna was just another you know one of his you know apples <laughs> <laughs> apple of the eye <laughs> <laughs> <The>
0: beholder <laughs> collectibles, collectibles.
1: So, yeah, that's, so he was like, okay, I have th- this game plan that I have for Jenna is, he is going to confess to her that he mm-hmm. likes her, but the way he's going to do it is, he's going to describe a girl to Jenna, because they were friends. He was like, so I like this girl, this girl looks like this, being very vague about it, acts like this, does that, etc. And, his plan was to have Jenna guess who that person was, because he did tell her that it was within her friend group. So Jenna was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to try to guess. And my dad's plan was by the third girl, he's going to say, oh, that's not it. Actually, it was you. So, you know, so cheesy. Ew, ew. <laughs> but that was the plan. Uh-huh. And it seemed very solid at the time. So first girl, Jenna was like, is it this one? Dad was like, no, 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 not that one. Second girl, is it this one? No, not that one. And my dad was getting really ready for the third girl right? And then Jenna pulls my mom over, and my dad was like, "Yep, that's the one. That's the
0: one. I like her. She's." He just forgot about her real quick. Jenna was like, "Okay, bye, Jenna. Bye, Jenna. It's been nice, Jenna. It's been real. It's been fun. But unfortunately for you, thanks for trying to guess, Jenna. Because of that, I was the price wasn't right, Jenna." bye Jenna
1: thank you for participating oh my god god bless you Jenna but my dad saw my mom and she was a looker like my mom was not a player in any sense like she was that good
0: girl well not really a, you know what that's very clear when you see Tita right you're like oh
1: my mom had her fair share of like mischiefs like oh, she was you know going over the school fence at 14 to you know smoke cigarette with her friends but like she wasn't like a big player but lots of people were crushing on her again my mom Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I could understand why. Yeah. And my dad was like, yep, I want that one. <laughs> and, then, and then that was that was it basically. And then soon after they got pregnant with me. And it was a different time. Nobody had considered abortion. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. And aren't you just happy? That they did Again, I was a happy angel baby cinnamon.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I'm also happy here.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I, I turned out to be fine. And I'm glad that they made the choice to keep me. I mean, unlike me where they almost shit me out. That's uh, that's a literal true story. Can we go back to that later? I need people to know about how you were shit out. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. But anywho. So with that, you know, seven years apart, my mom was young and then they got pregnant and then they got married like six days before I was
0: born. And then I was. Oh bummed. my god, you were present for your parents' wedding too. Yeah. Oh my god, I me was too. there. I was in.
1: And I was in my mom's bump. Yeah, me too. I'd be like, I
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I, there. You were there. I wasn't in the pictures, but I was there. Oh, they don't
1: have pictures of their wedding day. Did you know that? Why? I I think it was a court wedding.
0: That's so weird.
1: I know. So one of my goals in life, actually, is to have, like, have a wedding for them. But again,
0: yeah, like And their anniversary, anniversary thing. Yeah.
1: Correct. 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 So. So I think that's where, you know, it was a cool love story, but also it wasn't easy. Like, my dad um, was still very immature at the time. Mm -hmm. They had lots of, even my mom too. They had a lot of growing up to do. So they had to grow up together while raising me a baby. And so when I got older and when I was doing a lot of my growing up, my dad was so, so strict with me. And it didn't help that their next kid was a boy. And it's very different.
0: At least Wait, how, how do you mean it didn't help? Like, why is that?
1: Because, um okay, I, I I don't know if it's the same for everyone here, but I have been hearing that it's very different how parents treat and raise a daughter versus how they would treat and raise a, uh-huh. a son. So they allow the son, you know, it's very primitive, I guess, in a sense. Like, they allow the son to, you know, go out more. You know, those are the things that I heard as a kid. Yeah. Like, you have to take care because you're subject to all these bad things that men do to women. Yeah. You know, so my dad, my in particular, was very, very careful with me. Like, I wasn't even allowed to have, like, guy playmates, like, boy playmates. If I did, like, he would stare them down and be like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. if it's not a friend of his kid, no, you cannot play with me. And I had been told, you know, I can't have a boyfriend, especially in high school. Like,
0: I would get, I would be asked to prom. It would be, like, a whole situation yeah, You long. guys, it was a different time. It Again, was a different like, time. Like, they live in, like, literally a different generation. That's true.
1: Like, their generation was, um, what do you call that? Tanan? What's the, what's the English what, word, like word for Like, elopement? That? Yeah, like, that was their generation. Like, so I think they had the fear of their kids. Oh. Doing that same thing as well. And think... then me getting pregnant early as oh, yeah. well. So yeah. oh, that's a very real fear for yeah. younger parents. That's true. That is true. I'm watching Gilmore girls right now. Like that's a, that's a whole plot. <laughs> but yeah, I think ultimately my boys were like a super duper strict no no. And I didn't have my first boyfriend until college. Mm-hmm. And when I thought, whoo, girl! So we were together at that when I got caught, and I say caught because I didn't tell my dad, obviously. Mm-hmm and n- nobody knew except for my friends at school and uh the story is we were <laughs> my dad was gonna pick me up somewhere in banawit this is near where i lived then and i i looked from across the street and i was like oh my dad's not there yet because he rides a motorcycle so it would have been easy to spot him yeah and so i was like to my boyfriend i was like we can hold hands while we're crossing the overpass so that's what we did we ho- we held hands and then when we got down um, like a car in a maroon car like the window rolled down and my dad was there he was like Samantha in Tagalog come which sounds partial in English it means get inside right now and like when I tell you all the blood left my body not my face my body I was dead at that point <gasps> I was like okay and I got in the car nobody was talking How, wait, apart- wh- where did the car come from? my dad borrowed it from his sister so he okay, was planning wait, to what? surprise me by picking me up in the car, it wasn't ours. But, you know, I was like,
0: oh, here's some comfort yeah, okay, for the Yeah, okay, because day. I thought, okay, in my head, I was like, did he use a car just to catch you? No, no, no. Okay, it was, was surprise. Surprise. it was a surprise. It was
1: a really, really nice surprise. Okay. I was like, we'd all, we're always on a motorcycle. Yeah. Let me pick you up in the car. And then, then, and then when I got home, I, I just, I was shouted at. I was, I, I was told a lot of things. My dad was pretty mean about that. Like, history action was if he had caught me doing drugs, that would have been his reaction too. But all I did was hold hands with a boy that I liked, you know. And yeah. you know what he did? He invited my then boyfriend over to my house just to tell him to break up with me. And I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to. So um, in co- we'll touch more on this later. But in college, college I, I used to work, you know. So there uh-huh. were times where after my classes, my morning classes, I would have like five hours yeah, of rest being, time. Uh-huh. yeah, And then I go to work. Um, I was usually spend those five hours at school just to, you know, mm-hmm. save up on costs with commute and all. But I was I had to go home and then go back in time for work. So I commuted like four or five times a day because I wasn't allowed to see my boyfriend then. Like That's
0: insane. I didn't think it was gonna
1: be that strict. No, it it was it was bad, Alexa. And I was also so so angry at my dad then because um my brother my little brother. So when I was in college, this happened second year college. So my brother was in like second year high school. Mm-hmm. My brother was out here writing love letters to like this girl, and has had girlfriends at this point. And you know, my dad and my mom would like laugh at him. But if a boy so much just looked in my direction, if, and if I looked back, it would mean trouble for me. So I I grew up having a lot of resentment for for my. Yeah, dad. it was for a, a, a double standard, which is. It was unfair. But my dad has since apologized for that. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really know how to handle a teenage daughter. And I didn't really know how to navigate this as well. Because, again, experimental child. Yeah, I guess where know. he's coming from is he he knows how he was yes, before. Yes, exactly. That's what he actually told me. So this, when when we started being okay again, I think he was just explaining to me that, like, um, you know, when I was young and I was in love, I was wild about it. You know, I was crazy about the person that I loved. I almost moved to another country for a person I loved. I don't want you to ever get to that point because I want you to finish your studies. Like that's where he was coming from. What he yeah. didn't understand, because I think what they failed to do uh, before, um, I told him that I can I can date and still be the cum laude that you want me to be. Like this has not affected my grades at all. Granted, it did, you know, I, I did have some trauma because yeah. of that relationship. Nobody warned me about that. <laughs> yeah. But my studies were fine and he couldn't accept it. Like those two were mutually exclusive concepts yeah like you can't be dating and be a good student mm-hmm. and i just but for my brother that didn't apply yeah you know and then my little sister was so little that they really had no reason to be strict with her so all the focus was on me mm-hmm. and so sorry this has become a soapbox i love my dad <laughs> he is amazing you guys he just oh, this is the first time
0: i'm hearing this also are you serious yeah. the holding hands thing yeah that that's why i'm
1: the reaction is real, you guys. It's genuine. You yeah. know what he said? So Brie was in the car, my little sister. Um, apparently when my dad saw us at the overpass, he was like, and my dad usually curses in in Tagalog. So this was particularly funny for Brie looking back. Now he was like, What the fuck? <laughs> it was like and, and brie Bree said he was like, Why did you just curse in English? As if that was the most important thing. <laughs> I love Brie. Oh my god. But yeah, that I just again that became like a really, really long story, but that needed some, some context. But yeah. that's how I was raised. I didn't do the whole going to the club with your parents. I literally was raised to be be as prim and proper as you can because you're setting an example for your siblings. You can't date, you can't hang out with boys. You have to get good grades. So I was that textbook eldest child. Yeah, case. yeah,
0: that's very textbook. <laughs> like I couldn't. I can't relate. Can you imagine? I can't connect to this reading. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't resonate. Yeah, it doesn't resonate.
1: It was a whole thing. Like, I, whenever I'd go home, like, my classes would end like 6 p.m., for example. Mm-hmm. If I go home at 8, I, I will have to expect
0: an interrogation when I got home. I and, mean, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to, like, get home really, really late. Yeah. But it wasn't really a whole thing. Like, if I got home late, that's it yeah they'd just be like why are you late i'd be like oh something happened and they're like okay (laughs) but it doesn't it doesn't mean to say that they didn't care about me it was more like they (laughs) but okay my parents logic is um say for example when i learned to smoke yeah they were like okay regardless of what i tell you you're gonna do it anyway yeah um i don't conform to this like i don't agree with you doing this yeah but better safe than sorry. So instead of that's you true. trying to hide, going out and smoking yeah. in like some random sari-sari store, yeah. just stay here, smoke outside where we won't see you. But at least we know you're safe. That's true. So like they're very like, they want us to. I guess that's the one thing that I didn't hear from my dad and my mom. Um, the saying that goes, ka palang, na ako. You're on your way. I'm on. Be right yes. back. <laughs> O-T-W-O-N-W <laughs> See you there See you there Go Okay Yeah That's the one thing That I didn't hear from them Because they're worst. I hear that all the time
1: Clearly All the time obviously, obviously Yeah
0: Because their stand on it was Go ahead Experience things for yourself But just so you know Like we told you What what it's gonna be like Like we, we warned you So go and find out For yourself How you feel about that thing Mm-hmm so that's how they raised me. That's why um, my parents knew, like they were op- very open with me having crushes. Like I would tell them about my crushes. I would tell them about the guy in second grade who asked to be my ah. boyfriend. Um, during English period, he sent me a note. It was like, can I be your boyfriend? And I'm like, okay. And I sent back that <laughs> note. And then before that period ends, he sent me a a note again and he was like, oh, I don't want to anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that was I wouldn't say it was a heartbreak, but I was like, oh.
1: Boys are so indecisive. (laughs) And they're so mean. (laughs) Don't you think though that that was like a, that was like a a teaser for what your last relationship would be like? (gasps) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! She pushed me. <laughs> Cinnamon. <laughs> but like, if I, that was, oh my gosh, me that was like a premonition of some so I got. It was like, this is what your last relationship is going to be like. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't know then, but like, okay. That was such a sick burn. I'm so
0: sorry, but also, <laughs> nailed a it. sick burn. I'm going to go through how my parents met very briefly, and how I came about. Are you sure you want to share that? You know what? I'm gonna do it. It's very interesting and it's fun, <laughs> guys. Buckle in. Buckle up. Buckle up. To save so lives, <laughs> dumb.
1: guys. Buckle
0: up. This shit's. This shit is about to be a shit show. Yeah, it, the shit is about to hit the fan. So, my dad is very much like Sam's dad. Uh, ladies, man, I still can't believe it. I'm like, whenever he says something, I'm. I'm gonna be like. What do you mean? You're not what kind of
1: lady? <laughs> yeah.
0: So like, <clears throat> apparently he was a ladies' man. He would date girls simultaneously, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, um, he was a troublemaker, so he got kicked out of school multiple times. Uh-huh. So that was his life. <laughs> um, and then when he moved to this new school, he met he met my aunt, <laughs> a very important piece. Of and information, story, yeah. yeah of so story. he met my aunt. She's actually my godmother, um, and um, he became <laughs> friends with my aunt and then all of her cousins. So my dad is basically an extension of that um, cousinhood, Cousin. like the cousins. He's he's a part of that then. And then he dated said aunt. Um, <laughs> they were together for I don't know how long, but they were together first. And then he saw my mom another one thank you <laughs> and then um, he asked her out via the phone so what he did was they they used to love landlines before you guys so um, Gen Z keep up <laughs> or don't or don't actually so he called my mom up and my mom answered like this hello <laughs> oh if I'd ever seen one we love Tita. Yeah. So like she picked up and then my dad proceeded to play the cassette on the cassette the song um, by Minnie Riperton the Loving You. Ah, and then he, sure. he I shit you not he played the entire song like three fucking minutes of just the song. Like, <laughs> And so after that he was like so can can you will you be my girlfriend? Has he broken up with your aunt? I boy? don't actually know. I don't know this detail so I'm not gonna say yes or no because I don't know. Oh my gosh! So I think they were broken up. I'm not sure, a hundred percent, but like just keep that in mind. So they were together. My mom said yes, and then one day at home, my mom and my aunt they were <laughs> they were uh, prepping ingredients for cooking. She found out that my mom was dating my dad, and it was a it was a whole Kardashian episode, you guys. <gasps> I was gonna say! My aunt gonna... hit my mom with the kangkong multiple times. <laughs> Just like, I love Kung How Kong. fucking dare you?
1: <laughs> I mean, I would do it too to my sister if I found out that she's dating my ex. Number one, because why would you date my ex? Like, he, there are better men out
0: there. So I'd be hitting you for you. Yeah. You know? It was strange. And then, from that came me. And because I was the first... <laughs> After the Kong Kong fight, there was... Yeah. <laughs> because I was the first baby. Um... My mom really didn't know anything about, you know, carrying a child or whatever, and so on uh, th- the the night she was having her labor, um, she felt like she needed to take a shit. She went to the toilet and tried to shit me out.
1: <laughs> that explains so much about you. That's yeah. why you're shit. I am. That's why I'm
0: shit. My mom tried to shit me out, and fortunately, thank you Jesus, um, I didn't fall out of my mom's vagina you
1: would have been born in a toilet yeah i would
0: have been imagine that's so unsanitary like
1: where hi where were you born in saint luke's
0: Chinese? no in a toilet yeah that's so unsanitary so like thank god i didn't fall out you were you were holding on so tightly yeah my my grandma was like what are you doing and my mom was like i feel like i need to take a shit are you you're
1: fucking stupid that's your baby so that's what it feels like when you're about to go into labor you feel like you're gonna take a shit
0: yeah, I feel like it's all of the things all at once. Like, everything. Yeah, anything and everything. All at once, like you feel like you need to take a shit, and so like when you're giving birth, you also poop. That's true. I've heard of that, but so, like I, th- I thought it felt like a like a, a
1: like a dysmenorrhea, you know, like a cramp.
0: I think it's all of the stuff.
1: Ooh, where's the girl with the list of you know not getting pregnant? <laughs> Reasons why not to get pregnant. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that's how I came about. But, you know, it was it was a great... I have a great relationship with my parents in so the sense I? that yeah. um, they're like my friends. It's, it's, it's true. It's not like they're parents at all, but not in a bad way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, that's the relationship that I would prefer with my child. Like, I would want to be the parent. The, I would want to be the friend, like, for example, with my daughter. If she had her first kiss and wanted to come rushing and be like, "Mom, yeah. I just had my first kiss," yeah. But like, also, I want to be the person who they respect. Like, I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. If I even do end up having kids, like, how do you balance being your your child's friend but also still be a parent to them?
0: Yeah, I think it's a line? constant like learning experience, especially for our parents. Like, I yeah. the commonalities that we have when it comes to our parents is that because they had us really young, um, there were so many dreams that they had that they didn't get to fulfill. And so, yeah. like, they were kind of, like, the placeholder for that. Like, okay, I didn't become a doctor, you become a doctor. But even if they don't push, like, a certain job on you, yeah. they really just want you to succeed and excel in yeah. life. But also, for us, being children of, like, younger parents, we have it in us to, like, nope, I don't want to not graduate. Yeah. You know? You yeah. have that in you, like, I want to graduate. i want to yeah. be an achiever.
1: I want to I wanna be all the things that they didn't get the chance to be yeah. like my parents graduated but you know after that there was really no chance for them to explore what their passion was you mentioned something about uh, you know their dreams mm-hmm. being basically taken away from them because they chose to have us I do you remember after the Barbie movie if anyone has seen the Barbie movie I cried a river in that theater and I also wrote a poem for my mom because, oh damn it I'm about to cry no I'm good <laughs> <laughs> I love the self awareness. <laughs> yeah, I felt I, I felt like I was getting choked up, but it's mm-hmm. fine. I, I love choking.
0: <laughs> Stop! We're talking about parents. And that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ew! Ew! <turn> them in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, in that movie, you know, America Ferrera, uh, like had all these dreams mm-hmm. and had to put them on hold to take care of her kid. And the reason why I came out, you know, out of that theater theater crying is because I felt like that's how my mom and dad were like, specifically also my my mom, like, she has been, you know, if you watched the episode, that you'd know that she's a funeral director for 23 years. She's been a funeral director for 23 years now. And I wondered, you know, after that movie, is there anything else that she wanted to be? Mm-hmm. And if she did, does she regret that this is the life that she gets to live now? Because after she had me, um, both her and my dad really had nothing to live for apart from us. So it was just a matter. And, you know, we didn't really grow up in a, we didn't have much growing up. This. Another thing that we had in common, we were broke bitches. <laughs> yeah. So I think that also affected, um, or that's also one of the reasons why they were very strict about, they didn't really uh, require me to grow up to be a certain thing. Like, I wasn't required to be a doctor or an yeah. accountant or like a lawyer. They were just like, okay, what do you want to take? So in that sense, I was very lucky. Like, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I want to write. I want to I talk. <laughs> they're like, okay, go write and uh-huh. go talk. So long as you graduate. And that's why they were very strict about it. No boys allowed. Nothing that will distract you from this. Um, and I think it's because they really wanted me to have a shot at living out my own dreams. And also finding out what that is. Yeah. Right? I didn't really find out about what my passion was until like three, four years ago. After I graduated already. So imagine had I been pregnant in college and you know decided to keep the baby. I don't think I would have ever gone here.
0: Yeah, so... But I think that's what they... Probably your parents and mine... That's what they don't understand... Is that we have, like, internally... This desire to just be, like, more than... Because, of course, growing up in a household... Where you didn't really have much... Kind of puts this seed in you... That's like, oh, Oh, I I need to have more. Yeah. Oh. Another... Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing... That we never really were able to kind of verbalize... And tell them that, hey... Calm, like, calm down, you know, yeah. like, where we're, we're going to be fine because this is what I want for myself and I'm going to make sure yeah. I get there.
1: Like, I seeing how, you know, again, they're amazing parents to me and I, they love each other. They love us. We love them. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw what it did to their lives having children really, really young and not having much mm-hmm. money also to support that, you know. So I saw what it did to them. And so growing up, I was like, I would never have kids this young. I would yeah. never have kids when yeah. I'm not financially ready. Yeah. Like, I, I want to find my dream. Like if I think I became aware of it first when I was in high school and we had, I don't think I've ever told you this. So we had that session in high school where um, everyone was talking about their parents, what their parents did and why, how they got there. And, um, you know, all of my classmates were like, oh, my mom is a doctor because she grew up, you know, watching all these shows. Yeah. You know, having all these toys and so on and so forth. And you know, my dad was this lawyer because he he you know was part of the debate team then because he had time to be part of the debate team. Then. Like looking back, like my dad, um, my dad's parents were away for most of his youth, you know, and he was the youngest of like seven <laughs> siblings, and so growing up, he had always felt like he was being compared to his older siblings. Whereas my mom is the second youngest out of nine siblings? Jesus Christ, your
0: grandparents were just shooting out children. Yeah, it's not a
1: family tree, it's a family forest at this point. Like, who am I related to? (laughs) But, and my mom was like, um, like, one of the two daughters, Mm -hmm. only out of the nine. So, all of them were boys, you know. And both didn't really have much growing up, too. And so, and when it got to me, no, okay, my mom is a funeral director, and at face value, that's interesting. But how did she get there? I was like, oh, the story is she thought that this establishment was a hotel. Yeah. And she went inside thinking that she's, she can apply for like a secretarial position. And then she gets inside and there's a huge casket. In front of, she's like, I, I don't want to be here. But her boss then, who's still her boss now, really liked her vibe and her personality and could tell that she was a hardworking woman. um, And so she signed up for it because she had to pay the bills and she had to feed me yeah you know and that was it it wasn't because she had time had time to watch shows as a kid growing up it was because she had the time to be part of like these extracurricular activities because she went to school gone home and worked you know to help pay her tuition and so it wasn't a founded passion it was just because of something that she had to do and then decided to stick with because it was stable
0: yeah so that's okay that's a little bit sad
1: (laughs) it is no it's not a little bit sad it's really really sad and
0: i remember writing that poem for
1: my mom after the barbie movie and i was like i wonder if she regrets it at all because i would have been if i had her life i think i would have been really resentful to be really honest with you fuck me too right can you imagine babe
0: yeah i would like settling for a job just because i had an extra mouth to feed fuck that i'm gonna give that child away Fuck them kids I'm and s- fuck you too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna be a graphic designer. Go find another mom. That's <laughs> <laughs> but right. It's I would have been so resentful. So yeah. I think that goes
1: to show just how different I am from my parents and how different you are from your parents. Too. Yeah,
0: I mean, my mom, my parents really like my my dad had always known that his passion was marketing or anything that has to do with people really he's a a leo he's a leo you know um that's my dad so he he got to experience that very early on he worked for a media company and really enjoyed that he's he's smart and he's really great at what he does and then my mom i guess that's the difference maybe is because uh Tita may have never been able to realize her dream if it wasn't being a funeral yeah, director. Yeah, that's true. But my mom, even though I wouldn't say it was late, you know, I mean, we were, there were four of us. Like we existed already, but also she followed a passion still. Yeah. Um bad ways came, to go about it. Yeah. yeah, and that came at a cost because she had to leave us. And so the years went by and I didn't know her much. Yeah, But... You know, she never fails to make an effort every time she comes home. She always makes an effort to get to know us again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a reintroduction every time. But I'm very happy to see that she's following her passion. Her mom works at a cruise, by the way. Yeah, she's a bartender. That's why you've never met the office mates. Yeah, But, you know, it's it's very fun to hear that she's enjoying this. That she's having the time of her life. Just like, you know, making cocktails or whatever. But, you know, I'm happy. For her. I still don't know if that's the <laughs> one thing that she wanted to do, but she seems fine. Yeah. I think our parents really made the most out of out of
1: what was given to them. Yeah. I wonder, so as someone who grew up with a you know stereotypical definition of what the eldest child is usually treated. How is that like for you watching your little sister take on that role? Because I don't really get to talk to my little brother and my little sister, who I adore. Like my kids do, honestly. But I don't, I haven't had the chance to talk to them about what it was like knowing that they had an older figure they can look to, you know? Oh, yeah. So I need you to validate me here. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I wonder
0: a lot about that too. Like, what would it feel to have? Like, me personally, I like, I would, I imagine myself having an older brother. That yeah. would be such an amazing Me thing, to like to yeah. have a cubia, like.
1: Me too. I used to lie about that in school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> a quick side story.
0: You know what? I was so right. delusional. Right now you're a pathological people, people pleaser. Before you were a pathological I was <laughs> a pathological liar. I know we're gonna get to the school bit
1: a little in, in just a it's just a short while. But when, quick story. I was so fed up of being the ate, like the the oldest sibling. So in school, I, was, I To be fair, I was in first grade. Like I was. A, I was a kid. I had the right to be a pathological liar. <laughs> But I just was so delusional. Like I would make up you no know, stories, uh, you know, to my classmates about how like my kuya is so mean, We he didn't exist. And like they would call me, so we were big on landlines then, right? And so what I would do is I would pick up the phone and be like, "Hello," <laughs> just act pretend like I'm the kuya, and be like, sub. <laughs> and then I'll I'll, I'll run from across the room and be like, "Yes, kuya." Who's that? Were your parents there when you were doing this? No. I I, I think I would have been put in a home or something. How did you keep up with the life? I didn't. (laughs) I got caught. (laughs) The truth was bullied out of me. Because the queen never showed up. And then at one point, I I was sent to the guidance counselor Mm because I got in trouble. And the guidance counselor was like, so why did you do that? I was like, Just things are at home are so rough because my kuya has been bullying me. Oh my God. He didn't exist. He's like, what's the name of your kuya? Michael. (laughs) You thought about it? Yeah, I did. (laughs) He had a whole... He was Michael Connor. (laughs) And he had curly hair. I I conjured up
0: a brother because I was so sick. I mean, honestly, am I schizophrenic? Oh my god. It's giving, yeah, it's giving multiple personality disorder, yeah. girl. But that was my
1: coping <laughs> mechanism. Because I would go home and my little brother and my little sister, who were kids at the time, yeah. would do something. And for some reason, i get blamed for it. I wasn't even home. So I was like, where's the kuya that I can blame all these things on? <laughs> Oh that thing, but yeah, back to my question. <laughs> uh-huh. How did it feel like for you, you know, knowing that you had
0: someone to who you know will protect you from all that experimentation, not having that, I guess, kind of I mean, my sister Andy, she assumed most of the adult like responsibilities, like she was the one um and in the tougher situations that we had, she was the one kind of like finding ways so that we can eat, things like that, yeah, and I have. I don't think I've ever expressed how grateful I was for that. Like, I never really told her, like, thank you for doing that. Because I was I was so busy with my own, like, mental things going on yeah. in my head. Because that's how we were banded. Like, my, my sister is the big sister. And I'm the weak one. I'm the Ooh. one who can't handle anything. I'm the one that's going to break whenever something bad happens. Who, who
1: said that? I have beef with... Well,
0: everybody in my life then. So, I mean, I I used to believe it too. Because, like, that's how I reacted all the time. When something bad happened, I just broke. Uh Like, there wasn't anything that I could do or thought to do. Like, I I couldn't figure out a way out of situations the way my sister could. And so, she was the one kind of handling my brothers. So, she formed a very close relationship with my brothers. And then, ultimately, it ended up that I'm... The distant one
1: mm-hmm.
0: they have a very close yeah. relationship three of them and I'm the distant sister that they can can't come to with their problems and their story so if there was ever a story my sister would hear about it and I never would uh-huh. when Sia was born or when when my um niece dumbass no 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 when mm-hmm. my I don't know if I should call her sister-in-law because they're not married yet but you know my yeah
1: oh I thought you referred to Sia <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> um when when Mariah was pregnant uh, I didn't hear about it up until such time when the like the pump was showing. no, like the entire family knew about it. I was the last oh. to know because they wouldn't tell me because they've always known me to be the tattletale I see yeah like my 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 sister and my two brothers they learned to smoke before I did, uh-huh, and I caught them, and I told on them. <laughs> you were. T- you're an asshole. But like, honestly, it was for their own good. Yeah. yeah so I told, I told on them. And so when I learned to smoke and my dad was like, okay. <laughs> they were so pissed. Like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, you got the younger brother treatment. Yeah, They were like, what? Oh so I was the last one to hear about it because they knew that number one, it's I would probably tell the yeah. entire family. And then the second thing is I would probably tell Mariah that she had options. Mm -hmm. you know and the only one yeah there wasn't just one way to go with this so the way i see you with your siblings it was never like that for me like what do you you mean i mean you are so caring and you wouldn't think twice if your siblings asked you for like oh i want a new pair of shoes like (laughs) you would like if you could if you have a budget for it you would (laughs) that's true but i just wouldn't like yeah my siblings could be really coming up to me and asking me for things and I'd be like, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's that. Like I don't I don't feel bad about it or anything. You and shouldn't. It's, it's your money. It's it's weird because I don't have the attachment that I'm I feel like I'm supposed to have with my siblings. But you know. the thing is, babe, you also didn't have the childhood that you were supposed to have. Well, yeah, that's true. So but you know, I mean, I just wonder a lot sometimes, like the the burden of growing up. Um, I didn't have to deal with as much as my siblings because I usually shut down or broke down or like (laughs) just froze. Yeah. (laughs) Or just, you know, stayed in my head. But my brothers and my sister, they kind of took on the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder sometimes if that affected them very differently or more than it affected me. But I'm very grateful that they are the way they are. I mean... We're so close, all but, of us. That's
1: true. I was getting to that. So actually, if there's
0: anyone here who's the eldest child,
1: um, my heart especially goes to the eldest daughters. It's not to alienate the, <laughs> the eldest sons too. But there's just something about how daughters from our generation are were raised and treated. If there's anything that I want anyone to take away from this, is if you look at us, because we are the standard. We are the standard. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm kidding. But if you look at it this way, like Alexa, you responded to that whole... You had a completely different upbringing as the eldest child, um, and the way that you responded to you really not having much in life is to know that some things are meant to be yours and yours alone. Yeah, and I think that's that's great. I think that's noble for yourself. Whereas the way I responded to it is, I don't want my little brother and my little sister to grow up with the same you know amount of strictness that I had to endure. Um, now that we have, we're not rich. Like I, girl, I wish, <laughs> but. I wish. But, you know, we're much better off now financially. And so now that I'm earning my own money, I ensure that, you know, if they want a new pair of shoes, I'll get it for them. If my sister wants to go to these K-pop concerts, I'll I'll buy her tickets. Which is freaking expensive, by the way. But, but you know, I just, the way I responded to it was, to it is these are the things that i experienced and these are the things that i didn't have so i'm going to ensure that you don't experience the things that i experienced and you do get the things that you want yeah so long as i have the budget for it but at the end of the day if you again i I was talking about us being the standard but if it brings you any comfort at all we responded to the eldest child syndrome or treatment in two very different ways but at the end of the day we're all fine
0: yeah you're gonna be like whether you relate to Sam or you relate to me, you know, there's, gonna there are things that, you know, you understand from these experiences. And I think what's different between the way you respond to your um, siblings versus the way I do is ultimately, like, we also didn't have much, but we, they, they never really wanted for much. Like, That's every true. Christmas, they got brand new pairs of shoes. Yeah. So I didn't really feel the need to, like, I mean you get that every Christmas why the fuck did I give you a pair of shoes
1: <laughs> that's true it would be a redundant yeah
0: yeah and I don't like and also growing up where good behavior good grades they're rewarded yeah. I don't just give out things for no reason <laughs> <laughs>
1: You carry that over? That's so toxic, (laughs) bitch.
0: That is so toxic. Like,
1: what did you do? Why would I give you anything? Jesus, we need to stop rewarding people for good deeds. Like, that should be the standard, you guys. That's not tablo of this shit. It's supposed to be... Like,
0: humanity is supposed to be... I treat my siblings like dogs. (laughs) I do that with my niece also. Like, why would I give you... Did you do well in school? (laughs) I treat my siblings...
1: I am a... Apparently, on TikTok, there's this term called... A, the parentified child. Yeah. It's like, yassified, but parentified. <laughs> so, I don't think my parents meant for this to happen, honestly. I think it was because I assumed the role of being this the third yeah. parent. That's kind of how yeah. I molded into this.
0: Your maternal instinct is really just very, It's it came naturally to you. You think so? It did. Because, look, my mom was a good mom. And I could have picked was? up... She's alive, bitch. Sorry. No, when I was younger, like, she was... I don't... I'm not a child now. Okay, that's what I meant. So, like, my mom is a great mom, but and I could have picked up yeah. the the kind of mom that she is, but I didn't. So it really boils down to like, you didn't just follow example. It's innate. It's fair.
1: Ah, I am motherly, who does probably doesn't want a kid. Sam is mother. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis auntie <laughs> forever. <laughs> Make that a rich auntie. <laughs> Except for what if she marries Gillian Murphy, she is happy yes, to I'm bear Yes, I'm having his seven children. S- you said 17
0: before. Sorry, I'm going to make it 12 so we can have an entire Last Supper when we have... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Yeah. That's going to be such a good family portrait. <laughs> okay, so you were raised by very strict parents. You've established that very strict. So, looking at you now, (laughs) the things that you're doing, especially now, you're flying to Chiara On my own!
1: Are you kidding me?
0: So, how did you break out of that? And follow-up question is, how are your parents dealing with this entirely new you? Okay, this is going to sound really terrible, but I just argued with my dad
1: until he was tired, too tired to argue with me anymore. That's the way you do it. That's That's the way to do it. Yeah, because... It started with, okay, so the boys thing. And then I started really feeling really comfortable wearing skimpier clothes. Uh-huh. Like, I like my clothes light. It's very hot here in the Philippines, you guys. So it doesn't make sense for me to be in, a, like, a turtleneck or, like, long sleeves. And so I started experimenting with my style. And I, f- I found and discovered that I really liked short dresses because I'm short. And they make me look long. That that was about it. Like, I didn't really mean to look like a slut. But if I did, then work, you know? my My... <laughs> My dad, in particular, wasn't a fan of that. Um, and between my parents, my mom was a chiller one; like she was fine. My dad was a disciplinarian. Yeah, and so he's like, "Why are Why are you going out of the house wearing that?" You know, your typical argument between the dad and the, the teenage kid. And I would just fight back. I think my dad. Uh, the reason why my dad and I are so close is because I, out of us three, I really was the only one who was able to you know meet him where he was temper wise (laughs) and so that will lead to very honest conversations like I I my dad was very scared of um the ghost of his own past but the thing is I am Casper and I am a friendly ghost (laughs) yes you are a friendly ghost (laughs) and so I was just like no I want to wear this and then you know eventually got to like it came to a point where I would go down and I'd be wearing this thing be like <laughs> and now that, that's about it. And now I, mean, I think that's to, how you do it. Yeah. And that applied to, you know, hang out with boys too. Like I was just saying going out on a date. And then when it came to a point, especially where um when I started earning my own money and paying for the rent. So technically my parents are living with me, <laughs> you know, I just stopped asking for permission and just told them where I was going. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what's important. Your parents and your friends know where you are, who you're going with. And what time they can maybe expect you to get home. Yeah. Just so they know you're safe. I'm really not a fan of, oh, it will depend on me. You know, if you want to have a good time, that will depend on me and how I feel that day, you know? I, I'm really not a fan. So I just was like, I'm going here. They're like, uh, oh, You know, you're not asking permission for permission. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because I can't do it now. I am. A, I'm an. I'm an adult. Yeah. Like I'm almost thirty. Yeah. So it took a while for them to get used to it. But again, my dad is and my mom are growing older, and they have less energy for my bullshit. So which works in my favor. And you know, it's not like I always tell my dad, um, with this Shargot thing. So I'm going to check out on my own. I was supposed to go with Alexa, but little Missy here, yeah. back the fuck out the yes. last minute. I'm a flake and. So I was just like, oh, "Okay, I'm I'm going to struggle on my own then, I guess." And my dad
0: was not happy with me,
1: and my mom too. I guess she. she I, guess I heard
0: about it, you guys.
1: Yeah, like my dad. I was
0: consulted. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but they're very sweet about it. And yeah. at first, I was very defensive about it because, to be honest, like I don't do the chores at home. Like I provide financially, and that's it. That that's the the deal I, that I struck with them. But they're particularly worried, and they weren't very graceful about expressing it at first. You know, I felt like it was very demeaning. And then I realized, oh, but these are the same people and parents who didn't know how to express why they were worried about me dating a boy. So maybe I have to see it from their lens. Okay, they're worried. And they have every right to be because I'm a dumbass. And I'll be on my own in an island, you know, for I don't know how long. And so it wasn't taken very well. But then eventually I just eased up it like i'll call you every day and then i book my tickets i book my airbnb and so there's really no choice yeah they, they can't do anything about
0: it. you're not throwing away you're Ex- not in a position to throw away money like exactly
1: that. so it's like exposure therapy is what works for my parents
0: yes <laughs> i mean for mine as well like they really you know what they are like my friends mm-hmm. but there are small things. Like the way I dress. Yeah. I never wear bras, you guys. They're so uncomfortable. I hate bras. I'm not wearing one right now. Yeah. I never wear bras. And when I started doing that, I heard a lot from my parents. They were like, why would you? Like, I can see your fucking nipples. What the fuck? <laughs> Free the nipple. <laughs> and like, I used to tell them that. I was like, <laughs> why does it bother you? It's, it's my nip- body part. Why does it bother you? Yeah. So like, I would go against them. I would go against yeah. the grain so much that my parents would eventually brand me as, like, the rebel. Yeah. It was, like, you always want to be different. You always, like, I. it's not that I want to be different. <laughs> <A big> me. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I want to be different. It's just I don't feel comfortable wearing Nobody. bras. Yeah. That's about it. There's yeah, no I, other meaning to it. You guys, <laughs> I have a broad back and big titties. Like, it's not, it's I, not nice.
1: I have no excuse. I just, I don't have my titties are big. Like, just by standards.
0: They are, like... Oh, thank you. Why are we talking about titties? Anyway, we talked about bras. <laughs> anyway, so I, I got... I heard a lot then. um, When I dated a girl, I heard a lot. <laughs> like, I heard a lot for, for lots of things. But the way I saw it was I am very non-confrontational by nature, but I chose to... Specifically chose to, like, fight, pick my battles. Yeah. Because I always try to remember that they came from a different generation. Yeah. And there are things that they just wouldn't do. And I have, I need them to understand that it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. So I am a different person than you are. So you can't expect me to do things the same as you. That you would want to do. Yeah. Yourself. So I'm not disrespecting. I'm not doing, and like I'm not harming any anything yeah. or anyone. Like you could scold me all you want. You could tell me off if I were doing drugs, if I were, you know, Yes! Oh right? my gosh! If I led a terrible life, if I got, you know, if I got pregnant really early and just, you know, went ahead so and ruined yeah. my entire life. But I didn't, you know,
1: like, yeah, oh my gosh, that's the, that's my go-to argument. Whenever, you know, we talk about Chargao or like, if I'm going on a date with this guy and my dad's yeah. not in a, in the mood, you know, to be accepting of it, even though I'm 26. Uh-huh. I will always tell him, bah. pa, drugs like I'm not off to murder anyone here, like I'm going to a different place. I am not out here hurting myself nor yeah. anybody else, and that's what kind of brings him back to that's what grounds him. I think that oh okay my daughter is a is a grown is a grown woman now she should be allowed to do these things, so I'm glad that they're growing, and also, I think you know you said that you're not very confrontational, so I am very confrontational, and I do not pick my battles. <laughs> If there is a battle, I will
0: fight. So that, you know, sometimes Sam would call me because she got into an argument with her parents. So I'm just going to be like, you know what? Just don't respond. That's my default. Like, just don't respond. You know how they are. You know how parents get. Eventually, they're going to get sick of it and they're going to leave you alone. Nope. That's what my, like, right now, I could just be like, I'm going here and just so he knows where I am. Yeah. And I never used to do that. Like, recently, my, my dad was very vo- vocal about Tell me where you're going at least, so I know where you yes. are. And I'm like, before I was like, why, why? So they could they know where to pick up your body if you get murdered. Yeah, but I didn't really care about that before. Like I would go up to you to kind of like look for me if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but now I do that. Like I tell them, you you know the logic that that goes. uh nagpapa-alam na lang ako hindi nako nagpapaalam. nagpapa-alam. Yeah, nagpapa hindi Yes. So that's that's what it's we do now. Too.
1: I love it. I'm happy that we um, really took the time and the effort to, this is going to sound mean, but put our parents in their places <laughs> when it comes
0: to. Yeah. And yeah. I do, you know, I, I look at them and I also kind of, sometimes my patience runs out. Sometimes. Then, yeah. I mean, I have answer. a short fuse. Yeah. But, you know, I look at them and I think they're getting older too. too. Like, if I'm nearly 30, they're also older now. That's true. So I kind of understand. Eventually, they're gonna become more persistent. They're just yes. gonna be more like they're n- gonna nag me more. But yeah. I have to be understanding because when I was a baby and I was a nagger, and you were a crier and a yeah, pooper, and they had all the patience in the world. So I have to extend that same courtesy towards them. I'm not forcing this kind of thinking to on anyone. anyone. Yeah, yeah, but like that's how I feel. Like if my parents were patient enough with me to teach me things to help me with things. I should be patient with them as well. Even if I if that's grumble. what you want to do, yeah. Yeah. Even if I grumble a lot. Like there, when my dad asks me for something, I complain a lot. You do. But I do it anyway. Because at the end of the day, that's my dad and he helped me with so many things. He taught me how to use my when I had my first period. Really? Yeah, he taught me how to do it. And he was the first person when... to wax my uh, armpits. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, in my junior prom I was like, I have hairy armpits. And he was like, Okay, I'm gonna and he waxed my armpits.
1: Girl dad, for real. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a cool experience. I love how um, you know, with all of this stuff that came, you know, it was experimental and very felt very delicate. I yeah. guess it was like a tightrope performance for both us and our parents. Yeah. But I think what I'll always be grateful for is no matter how tough life got. I never felt obliged to do anything. Even yeah. before I started working, when I was still in college, you know, that was like, you don't, you don't have to pay for the bills if you have the means to. This is our job. We put you here, so we will take care of you. So, and I think that's what encouraged me to be the financial provider now. Yeah, because I know that I, I'm not doing it out of obligation or duty. I'm doing it because I'm fortunately earning more than. My parents. My mom is a funeral director, my dad is a dedicated house husband. So I know that I have the bigger means to yeah. help out. And up until this point, and you would you know this, like whenever, for example, um, they they shoulder the groceries and sometimes they'd run short, right? Because my mom is still, you know, taking care of my two other siblings, taking care of the food and everything. And my dad would I would know. I would know because he would get shy all of a sudden to talk to me because he knows he'd have to ask me for money and that breaks my heart because like i always am you can always just ask it's not like what i tell him also is it's not like you're asking me money to 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 gamble yeah or to buy drugs or to buy alcohol no you're asking me for money for the house yeah and for my siblings so don't be shy to ask about it but even then like no but like that's a responsibility like you there's pride attached there and I think rightfully so because as parents you are supposed to be the provider but it just warms my heart to know that I'm not taken advantage of in any way and that they acknowledge that this is my hard-earned money me traveling this much never a problem to them except for the fact that I might not be as safe as they would want me to but it's not an issue about why are you spending money on yourself? Like, you know, yeah. it's not that way with my parents. So I'm very, very grateful. And I think that's why when we say, when I say that I want to take care of my parents when they're older, um, I'm not saying that I have this because I, I want to. But yeah. I understand that that's not the case for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I would have been more comforted growing up if someone had just told me that there's no right or wrong way to be the eldest child. There's just a way to be a child. You know? Yeah. And there's a way to be the person that you want to be when you grow up. Like if you're more like Alexa, who uh what do you call this, who lived life for her. And if yeah. or if you're more like me, who lived life for my younger siblings and my parents. Either way, no one's more noble. Yeah. You know? It's just how we uh, came to be. It's yeah. because we did things that we wanted to do. And if you're one of the other, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a sibling or a or a daughter mm-hmm. or a son. It just means you found out what you wanted. And my hope and prayer for you is the people around you, especially your family, became accepting of that.
0: Yeah. And it all all boils down to circumstance, I feel like. That's it's, true. That's where we all differ in a way. Like, one thing is going to be different. Like, you could relate to so many things that we just said. But there will be something that's different. Like, for me, for example, like, I will never... And I'm grateful for this, that I will never, ever have to provide for my family it's not that I you know what I don't want to (laughs) but I will never have to because I mean that they're well and able and they're good like I don't nobody is forcing me to do that either but I just have I'm just blessed to have the option to not do that yeah and to just fend for myself which isn't going well by the way (laughs) It's going better than we thought it would. So, yeah. You're you're
1: on the right track somehow.
0: You know, so... uh, Circumstances will be different. But Sam is right. Like, there's no right or wrong way to do this. You kind of just... Be. Learn as you go. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. How do you think the people who aren't the eldest kids will respond to this? You know, if you're not. If you are someone who... uh, um is a younger sibling and has like a good relationship with the eldest sibling. Or, you know, if you're someone who is listening to this and you do not relate to or resonate to like the things that we talked about about being the eldest child, look for the person who did assume that role in your family and please give them the biggest hug. I am yeah. telling you they are always in need of it. I'm actually I might cry. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I I think it's something that I learned really, really recently. I would take that hug for my siblings whenever I can. Because mm. some days, I am so tired. And that plays a role. You know, you'd think it stops there at home, like the yeah. role that you assume. But it also translates to how you treat your friends. Mm-hmm. And then how you want your si- significant others to treat you. Because God forbid I end up with an only child or the youngest sibling. Not not to close any doors here, but I would prefer <laughs> that I date, like, an older sibling figure just because I want to be with a fellow caretaker, provider. I, w- I don't want to care for someone the rest of my life, you know, and be, yeah. like, the parent to that significant other. Like, yeah. I want it to be a balanced thing.
0: You know what? I feel like me wanting to take care of the people I date is because I never took care of anyone in <laughs> my entire life. So I'm like, is it too late not to say sorry? <laughs> Oh my
1: god, Alexa, please give men a chance. Stop it with the boys. Okay, please, I need I need I need to convince her. If you call hotline 1-800 <laughs> to stop Alexa from dating boys. <laughs> she deserves to experience a man.
0: Okay, so I, think that, I think that caps off the first part of S- no, it doesn't.
1: Dumbass. What? The first part. No, it doesn't because we haven't done typical, typical topics! topics. Okay. Oh my God. You forgot about it. Typical. Oh my gosh, we barely said the word typical during the whole thing. Yeah. You know we what? So what? It's starting feelings. to
0: seem like none of the things that happened to us are typical.
1: None of the things. I mean, typical that we have eldest child syndrome. Yeah. That's, that's
0: very typical. You know,
1: typical topic number one.
0: Okay, okay. Oh my I, God. Have I have one. I have one. You, sh- you shocked me. Okay. I mean, this is related to the whole parents thing. But uh, would you... Okay, say for example, you ended up with someone really, really great. Like, you love him with all of your heart. And like, he's perfect and everything. Yeah. But he just isn't the type to ask your parents for your hand in marriage. Would that be okay? Like, he wouldn't... Yeah. Why? What's his reasoning behind it? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have like a great relationship with his family, but that didn't that doesn't make him like a better or worse person. He's he's a great guy. Okay, so is it okay? Yes or no? Three, two, one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's surprising coming from you.
1: Great. Okay, so just because I have <laughs> just because I have a great relationship with my parents doesn't mean everyone in my
0: life should. That's unrealistic, and that is no. Yeah, and but consider it. I mean, I. So, even if... Would Tito take offense to that? I really hope
1: not. Um, I think I would need to have that discussion with my dad also. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this guy that I end up dating, he will respect you. Um, He will show up in important events. But... Ooh. See? It's tough. But because th- that's I know... That's just, I mean, if he doesn't ask for my dad's permission to marry me, that's
0: the only issue. But he hangs out with my dad still? Yeah, like, he's a great person altogether. Like, he just isn't, like... Say for example, he just doesn't believe the customs, right? He just oh, doesn't okay, do that.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Honestly, I think that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it's not like he's taking me. He, he's. It's not like he's kidnapping me, you know, moving to another country without yeah. my parents' permission. It's, he's asking my hand in marriage, and at the end of the day, that is our decision. Yeah, I'm also not a fan, honestly, of um, you know, these gentlemen asking for parents' permissions. I understand that that's tradition, and for some people, they like it. Great for you. Good for you. But I'm not really big on tradition. I'm more for more than asking my parents for permission. I would just like him maybe to give them a heads up like, hey, I'm asking your daughter to marry me. Don't need your blessing. Don't say it that way. <laughs> but like, I want you to be part of the surprise. Like, you know, I want it to be like a set thing. Like, yeah. I am doing this. I know she would love for you to be there. So yeah. that's it. It's not really asking for permission because my dream engagement is it's just the two of us with like one. Photographer somewhere out there. And then afterwards, he takes me to dinner, and then all my friends and family are there, you know. So asking for for permission is not really my thing, too. So
0: I think that's why it's okay. How about you? I feel like if, say, for example, I have a boyfriend and then he just decides to propose because he just felt like he wanted to, I'd just be like, yes. And then afterwards, I'm just going to be like, hey, dad, I'm engaged. Mom, I'm engaged. If I am not part of your engagement, I. I'm slapping a bitch. Well, he's gonna he's gonna know to like make you a part of it, but yeah, you know, if if you because I know you're gonna be a part of it, but when he gets that feeling and he doesn't have enough time to prepare everyone else, I'm just gonna be like, you know what, do it. But you know, I don't. I'm gonna be the one to tell my parents. Okay, you no, know. but I just I guess the only thing that I want is before we ever get to that point my my family gets to know this person and they are sort of um comforted by the fact that this is a good person. Yeah, like they knew it was bound to happen. Yeah, and that yeah. they're happy about That's it true. that that if if it so happens that this guy will propose, they're going to be like, "Oh, great. We wanted that." Yeah. So, we're going to share a little bit off topic here, but would you prefer that cuz
1: I my thing is I need to know about your proposal before you do. I don't want to be surprised like, "Hi, bitch, I'm engaged." No. That is for secondary friends. I am a primary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna, I'm gonna make sure he knows that I have a plan and he should consult you for it. Oh my gosh, you know, I I don't mind if he doesn't get
1: my parents' permission, but he will have to get your permission. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, I'm gonna be so judgmental. Yeah. If I don't get my ring. Yeah. Remember that talk we had when we were in Chargal where I was like, you know what? if this like if a guy proposes to you and I just feel really like wrongly about it I don't care how happy you
1: are <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, Bitch, no <laughs> no don't say say I don't yeah <laughs> let me answer for you <laughs> okay typical topic number two mm-hmm. spoiling your younger siblings okay three, three two, two one. one no yes with with reservations <laughs> with regards <laughs> with regards <laughs> with you okay <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? Um,
1: I like doing it just because. But here's See, it what came I mean. out. You like doing it. I do. Okay. Um, but here is the thing. And if you're someone who's like a younger, you know, eldest or older sibling, um the 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 tightrope that you're gonna have to walk here is how do you make it so that your siblings always know that you're there. You know that they always have you to run to, but at the same time, have them grow into their own persons. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, yeah, it does. But like you know, I, they know that you're there. But how do you teach them to be independent as well? Because the truth of the matter is, you're not always going to be there. You can die, you know, not to get dark. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But like also, you can have your own life. And if you do have have your own life, because I've seen this happen, unfortunately, um, the the older sibling decides to live their life for themselves now. And the people that they have taken care of became resentful of that because they're not used to it.
0: Oh, that's fucked up. That's fucked
1: up. I agree. So how do you teach them that? That I'll be here for you. But when I'm here for myself, you have to be okay with it. So that comes... Spoiling them is like one way to you know make them feel like they're cared for and provided for. But the, the way I specifically spoil my siblings is I'm the... I'm going to be the person in the house who's like, I want to stay up late and I want to sneak out and like, go ahead. You don't have to tell mom and dad where you're going, but you tell me so that one of us knows where to find you if you get mur- murdered. Yeah. You know? So that's my answer to it. It's yes, but with reservations. Mm-hmm. Just because I like doing it. <laughs> I
0: don't. <laughs> <It's>, no. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's a no for, for me. Like I wouldn't. Okay the tightrope you were talking about, I don't really care for them to, I don't really care to make the effort to let them know that I'm here. They're just going to have to know. Yeah. You know, like, I we came from the same vagina. <laughs> You're just going to have to know that you can call on me. Like, yeah. we're related. That's That should be, <laughs> Yeah, you should know that. And then the other thing is, I guess the reason why I don't want to spoil them is because I, I need them to be as independent as I am. Yeah, I know that they see these conveniences that I get to have now and they're like, I want that too. But I am not allowing you this early on to rely on these conveniences. That's true. Because you have to figure out how to get there. Yeah. Like I can't, you know how hard it was for me to beg my grandmother to give me a MacBook? It was so fucking difficult. Like, I had to struggle with my ASUS for a while. That is such a privileged take. I am so sorry.
1: <laughs> Alexa. You know how hard it was to ask for my grandmother to give me a MacBook? Do you know how that sounds?
0: I You're a so bitch. Let's cancel that out.
1: No, we're, we're going to keep that.
0: <laughs> um, it's
1: privilege gold. <laughs> People are dying, Alexa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Where did this take me? (laughs) Not to heaven. (laughs) But yeah, I am not gonna afford them those conveniences just because I need them to figure out life on their own the same way I did, the same way my sister did. Like, for example, they want to, like, earlier this year, they wanted to move out. And I'm like, why would you move out? You can't afford it. You're gonna ask mom for money To live in another house. How is that right? Like, I stayed with because I knew I couldn't afford it. I stayed with my dad even when until I was working. Mm -hmm. And when I could afford it, I left. So I need them to go through the same process because I can't just have them be used to the way that I am, used to asking for help, for money, for things that you have to work on for yourself. Oh my gosh. The way I function is.
1: If I can find a way to make it easier for you, I will. I Different. Very yeah. But no one is right. No one's wrong. Too. Yeah. Okay, one last typical topic. Let's um try to make this short. Making the eldest child the third parent. Three, two, one. No. no. Lord. Uh-huh. Um, if anyone's ever seen the movie Encanto, it's the movie that I watch if I feel like having a good cry. Because Lisa. <laughs> Lisa is me. And also Isabella, too. Like she's pressured to be this perfect little girl. Yeah. But yeah i as much as my parents really really tried not to make it happen it's just a thing that happened i think it's partly my fault too and i think that's why i'm a a pathological people pleaser (laughs) um but i really would not recommend it at all if you have any parents here watching please have your child be a be a kid for as long as they could yeah i felt like that was taken away from me but it was of my own doing as well yeah I don't. <laughs> That's her. You know what? Some people just, you know, because people who feels like it's a burden to ask for a MacBook would be
0: like, would feel the same way. No, like, okay, don't make your um eldest children into another parent because they didn't ask to be born, you guys. Like, they didn't ask, like. Happy angel baby. Right? They didn't ask to be born. They didn't ask to become parents as well. Like, you don't even know if they're going to want kids. So don't do that to them. Like, it's unfair. Like, I'm so sad that my sister had to be the one to do that. when I should have been the one. But thank you, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, I have one last. Let's Mm -hmm. keep this really short. Yeah. For reals this time. Parents needing to have a... uh, No. uh, Like, a couple spouses needing to have a license before they have a kid. Three, two, one. Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. okay this should have been an entirely uh, you know separate episode but i see parents sometimes and i do question why the fuck are you allowed to have babies like the poor child has trauma like it doesn't even know it (laughs)
0: yeah
1: oh my god i'm happy i'm so blessed i'm so grateful that we were blessed to have such amazing parents i wish i could say the same for the rest of the world but i know that's not the case um so yeah parenting should be a licensed job yeah and you know what? Being relatives as well. like That's... I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: do not have the license to be my relative, tita. Yeah. Stop commenting on my
0: body. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just... It, it do be like that. But, like, I am so, so... I'm just going to take the time really quickly to thank my parents. And then also my grandmas, Mommy says Mama and Mama Jerky. jerky. And... and then my Tita Day and Tita Dowsy for, like, making me into this... I don't even... Like, I shouldn't be privileged, but I am.
1: She so is. i am so
0: grateful for them for See, everything book. that they <laughs> everything that they did for me and gave me
1: i do want to give a shout out it's not worth anything yet because you are very new to yeah. my mom my dad migs and brie and my shark my dog and yeah everyone else who i would probably give a license to be in my life if i could and if that's a thing
0: yeah you know sometimes people just aren't it and you just have to stay away from them amen
1: this was an episode I really enjoyed this despite the trauma and the
0: almost crying (laughs) twice twice (laughs) but it was a fun episode because we got to talk about why we are the way we are
1: yeah so thank you for listening in we'll see you in part 2 of slice of I was about to say school of life (laughs) but we'll see you in part 2 of slice of life where we talk about school school and friends and friends and work yeah lots lots to cover
0: your spiel on the social media. Oh, oh my God. You guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and don't TikTok. Don't forget the cheaper, cut. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TypicalPod. Yay. Hashtag the perfect white noise. The, per- the
1: best white noise. The best what white is our branding, Miss Ma'am? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> So are we. But <laughs> okay. thank you guys for listening in. We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Season one is about to and yeah we're so close Ah, you guys so so close but thank you for listening in and we'll see you in the next one this has been two best friends
0: in a podcast